Sorry, I'm late, Chip. It's okay, Eric. Never late for the Bible. Never late. I mean, honestly, I didn't have to own that to all these people. Yeah, that was very nice of you. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Chip and Eric, reading through the Bible, whether we're late or not, we're yeah. here. And glad to have you here with us. Mm. And uh, I can feel the passive aggression off of that. Yeah, if you're so, uh, <laughs> if you're brand new with us today, we are just thrilled you're with us. Yes, we are. This is a perfect, welcome. Welcome. This is a perfect episode to listen to today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are going through uh, the Bible in a year. We're reading it, and uh, many people are joining with us. <laughs> I think that's in the name. And, and we are Chip and Eric. Yeah, <laughs> and we're grateful for you. You can tell I have a little edge to me today. It's a little bit. Sometimes little that sad. happens. That's okay. It has nothing to do with you being late. Oh, okay. I don't think so. No, definitely not. So anyway, here we go. All right. Today, Deuteronomy... Let me say my piece. Sorry. Deuteronomy 24, 25, 26, and 27. Four beautiful chapters in this wonderful book. Listen, yesterday, things got a little bit ridiculous. So sorry about that. But we are just two regular guys reading the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. Semi-normal, but totally regular. You know what I mean? So no, I'm not special. You're not special, right? Right. So yesterday we talked about uh, regulations concerning worship. You could call it that. We talked about uh, regulations for sexual purity and other various regulations. And we're going to continue some of those miscellaneous regulations today. Yeah. And hopefully as, as mature adults and not whatever I was yesterday. Probably not, Yeah, but we'll try. Okay, so Deuteronomy 24, 1. Suppose a man marries a woman, but she does not please him. Having discovered something wrong with her, he writes a document of divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away from his house. When she leaves his house, she is free to marry another man. But if the second husband also turns against her, writes a document of divorce, hands it to her, and sends her away, or if he dies, the first husband may not marry her again, for she has been defiled. That would be detestable to the Lord. You must not bring guilt upon the land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession. A newly married man must not be drafted into the army or be given any other official responsibilities. He must be free to spend one year at home bringing happiness to the wife that he has married. It is wrong to take a set of millstones or even just the upper millstone as security for a loan. For the owner uses it to make a living. If anyone kidnaps a fellow Israelite and treats him like a slave or sells him, the kidnapper must die. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. In all cases involving serious skin diseases, be careful to follow the instructions of the Levitical priests. Obey all the commands I have given them. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam as you were coming from Egypt. If you lend anything to your neighbor, don't enter the house to pick up the the item that he's given you as security. You must wait outside... While he goes in and brings it out to you, to you, if your neighbor is poor and gives you his cloak as security for a loan, do not keep the cloak overnight. Return the cloak to its owner by sunset so he can stay warm through the night and bless you. And the Lord your God will count you as righteous. Never take advantage of poor and destitute laborers, whether they are fellow Israelites or foreigners living in your towns. You must pay them their wages each day before sunset because they are poor and counting on it. If you don't, they might cry out to the Lord against you and you would be, it would be counted against you as sin. Parents must not be put to death for the sins of their children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. True justice must be given to foreigners living among you and to orphans, and you must never accept a widow's garment as security for her debt. Always remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God redeemed you from slavery. That is why I have given you this command. When you're harvesting your crops and you forget to bring in a bundle of grain from your field, don't go back and get it. Leave it for the foreigners, orphans, and the widows. 
Then the Lord your God will bless you in all you do. When you, eat, uh, when you beat the olives from your olive trees, don't go over to, to the boughs twice. Leave the remaining olives for the foreigners, orphans, and the widows. When you gather the grapes in your vineyard, don't glean the vines after they're picked. Leave the remaining grapes for the foreigners, orphans, and the widows. Remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. That is why I'm giving you this command. Deuteronomy 25. Suppose two people take a dispute to court, and the judges declare that one is righteous and the other is wrong. If the person in the wrong is sentenced to be flogged, the judge must command him to lie down and be beaten in his presence with the number of lashes appropriate to the crime. But never give more than 40 lashes. More than 40 lashes would publicly humiliate your neighbor. You must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. If two brothers are living together on the same property and one of them dies without a son, his widow may not be married to anyone from outside the family. Instead, her husband's brother should marry her and have intercourse with her to fulfill the duties of a brother-in-law. The first son she bears will be considered the son of the dead brother, so that his name will not be forgotten in Israel. But if the man refuses to marry his brother's widow, she must go to the town gate and say to the elders assembled there, My husband's brother refuses to preserve his brother's name in Israel. He refuses to fulfill the duties of a brother-in-law by marrying me. The elders of the town will then summon him and talk with him. If he still refuses and says, I don't want to marry her, the widow must walk over to him in the presence of the elders, put his sandal from his, pull his sandal from his foot, spit in his face. Then she must declare, this is what happens to a man who refuses to provide his brother with children. Yeah. Ever afterward in Israel, his family will be referred to as the family of the man whose sandal was pulled off. Oh, I would hate that. Mommy. If two Israelite men get into a fight and the wife of one tries to rescue her husband by grabbing the testicles of the other, you must cut off her hand. Show her no pity. Absolutely. You must, you must use accurate scales when you weigh out merchandise. And you must use full and honest measures. Yes, always use honest weights and measures so that you may enjoy a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving to you. All who cheat with dishonest weights and measures are detestable to the Lord your God. Never forget what the Amalekites did to you as you came from Egypt. They attacked you when you were exhausted and weary, and they struck down those who were straggling behind. They had no fear of God. Therefore, when the Lord your God has given you rest from all your enemies in the land he's giving you as a special possession, you must destroy the Amalekites and erase their memory from under heaven. Never forget this. Deuteronomy 26, Harvest, Offerings, and Tithes. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving to you as a special possession and you have conquered it and settled there, put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into the basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered the land he swore to our ancestors that he would give to us. The priest will then take the basket from your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. You must then say in the presence of the Lord your God, My ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His, his family arrived few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and powerful arm, with overwhelming terror and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us a land flowing with milk and honey. Love it. And now, O Lord, I have 
brought you the first portion of the harvest that you've given me from the ground. Then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground in worship before him. Afterward, you may go and celebrate because of all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Remember to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you in the celebration. Every third year, you must offer a special tithe of your crops. In this year of the special tithe, you must give your tithes to the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows, so that they'll have enough to eat in your towns. Then you must declare in the presence of the Lord your God that I've taken these sacred gift from my house and given it to the Levites, the foreigners, orphans, and widows, just as you, as you commanded me. I've not violated or forgotten any of your commands. I have not eaten any of it while I am mourning. I have not handled it while I was ceremonially unclean, and I have not offered any of it to the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God. I have done everything you commanded me. Now look down from your holy dwelling place in the heaven and bless your people Israel and the land you swore to your ancestors to give to us, a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Great combination. A call to obey the Lord's commands. Today, the Lord your God has commanded you to obey all these decrees and regulations. So be careful to obey them wholeheartedly. You have declared today that the Lord is your God, and you have promised to walk in his ways and to obey his decrees, commands, and regulations and everything he tells you to do. The Lord has declared today that you are his people, his own special treasure, just as he promised, and that you must obey all his commands. If you do, he will set you high above the other nations that he has made. Then you will receive praise, honor, and renown. You will be a nation that is holy to the Lord your God, just as he promised. Deuteronomy chapter 27, it's the altar on Mount Ebal. Then Moses and the leaders of Israel gave this charge to the people, saying, Obey all these commands that I'm giving you today. When you cross the Jordan River, enter the land the Lord your God is giving to you. Set up some large stones and coat them with plaster. Write this whole body of instruction on them when you cross the river to enter the land the Lord your God is giving to you. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised to you. When you cross the Jordan, set up these stones at Mount Ebal and coat them with plaster as I commanded you today. Then build an altar there to the Lord your God using natural uncut stones. You must not shape the stones with an iron tool. Build the altar of uncut stones and use it to offer burnt offerings to the Lord your God. Also sacrifice peace offerings on it and celebrate by feasting there before the Lord your God. You must clearly write all these instructions on the stones coated with plaster. The Moses and the Levitical priest addressed all Israel as follows, saying, O Israel, be quiet and listen. Today you have become the people of the Lord your God, so you must obey the Lord your God by keeping all the commands and decrees that I'm giving you today. Curses from Mount Ebal. That same day, Moses also gave this charge to the people. When you cross the Jordan River, the tribes of Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin must stand on Mount Gerizim to proclaim a blessing over the people. And the tribes of Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali must stand on, the, on Mount Ebal to proclaim a curse. And the Levites will shout uh, to all the people of Israel, saying, Curse is anyone who carves or casts an idol and secretly sets it up. These idols, the work of a craftsman, are detestable to the Lord. And all the people will, will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who dishonors father or mother. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who steals property from a neighbor by moving a boundary marker, and all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who leads a blind person astray on the road, and all people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who denies justice to foreigners, orphans, or widows, and all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who has sexual intercourse with one of his father's wives, for he has violated his father, and all the people will reply, Amen.
Cursed is anyone who has sexual intercourse with an animal. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who has sexual intercourse with his sister, whether she is the daughter of his father or his mother. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who has sexual intercourse with his mother-in-law. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who attacks a neighbor in secret. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who accepts payment to kill an innocent person. And all the people will reply, Amen. Cursed is anyone who does not affirm and obey the terms of these instructions, and all the people will reply, Amen. Amen. And all God's people, <laughs> Amen. Everybody's saying Amen right now. They are. They're just saying amen. amen. It is true. Yes. Okay. Hey. Man, that was, hmm. It was hmm. Mm-hmm. Hope you people enjoyed it. Some good chapters there. Suppose a man. Yeah. Yeah. And suppose. Suppose. A lot of supposing going on. I tell you, so we answered two questions. So what? Where's Jesus? So I bet you guys are trying to figure out where's Jesus. So while you're doing that, I'll give you a so what. So the so what, uh, for me, um, uh, this is a big deal to me, is uh, the idea. And it, it was reiterated over and over throughout these four chapters, the idea of remembering and never forgetting. Remembering that you were slaves. Never forget that you were slaves. Never forget where you came from. Don't forget what God has done. Remember and never forget. Even that uh, altar that went on Mount Ebal, that was type of a remembering going on there as well. So, um, and and why do I say that? I say that for me because if I don't remember, if I don't have things set up in my life, I will will forget. Mm. And so the remembering for me comes in the form of daily Bible reading, daily prayer, also, uh, things that um, uh, you know th- that I do or have set up at my house, I have certain things up that remind me of what God has done, and then the Lord's Supper, you know, which you know Jesus instituted, is a great reminder to remember what He's done, and uh, these these things. And so, and then I, I wrote a little note here, uh, the two words and now, because we remember and we never forget, and now we should do these things mm. you know we serve god follow god and he gives us a lot of instructions here for back in the day and we can get some principles from those as well i'm sure but um the idea is that when we remember this should motivate our behavior mm-hmm. and uh, to honor god and glorify god and do what he says but if we forget then our behavior at least for me tends to to go down a wrong path mm-hmm. and so it's good to remember yeah it's a great we, point never forget yeah yeah and and what we'll see from Israel here coming up yeah. across the next hundreds of years of history is exactly what you just said. When they forget, yeah. when bum, bum, they forget, bum. they, they really forget. You know, that's a great point. It's a great point. So, okay, where's Jesus in this passage? Um, uh, so we're when we get into Deuteronomy 28 tomorrow, uh, we're going to read about the blessings side of the mountain. Um, and today we read about the cursing side, the, the Mount Ebal curses and uh, so tomorrow we'll get up to the blessings and um, the thing that really is interesting to me so a couple days ago or maybe even yesterday I don't remember we talked about how Jesus is a prophet after Moses right and uh, you know the the interesting thing about this the curse the curses on the mount mm. are that Jesus most famous um, sermon mm. is or speech public speech is the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And he gets up and he opens the Sermon on the Mount, not with cursed is anyone, but 
blessed are those, you know. And so he gives out where where this this happened right after they crossed the Jordan River. Yeah. So as Israel moves into this covenant, yeah. and they move into the inheritance of this covenant, into their kingdom, yeah. as they move into their kingdom, mm-hmm. they start it by declaring curses. Mm. Whereas when Christ comes, mm. you know, he moves into his kingdom, brings his, his followers up on a mountain, yeah. and instead of pronouncing curses, he pronounces blessings. And that shows such yeah. a stark contrast between the role of the law, which was never to make these people holy. It was only to point out their guilt. That's what the New Testament tells us in Romans. Yeah. It only points out their guilt. It cannot make them holy. They can try. They can strive. But what they need is Jesus. Yeah. And so the stark contrast between the law of Moses, as we call it, the law of Moses, and the law of Christ is that one starts from a place of cursing, mm. one starts from a place of blessing all because of the work of jesus christ and nothing else mm, amen that's where i see jesus in this text amen that's very good very good hey we hope you guys are doing well we hope you're tracking yeah, along with us stay we right with us a lot doing of good awesome. comments and uh please continue to um to share this with friends and family and we are so proud of you hope you have a great day today have a great day guys all right bye-bye. we'll catch you later